Praise the Lord. Good evening. It's wonderful to offer the evening sacrifice unto the Lord and bless his holy name. Well, tonight the message is let agape abound. Let love abound. I feel like this is one of the most simple messages I could preach and yet perhaps one of the most important messages that a minister could preach from the Word of God. A few months ago, I was asked to officiate the marriage of a young couple, young couple that were part of this church. And so as the wedding day approached, I rummaged through my files. You know, I have a little stack of wedding messages and just trying to go through them, see if anything registered. I have three favorite wedding messages, so I reviewed them as well, and I was still a little unsettled. I wanted to have something fresh, something new for them and for my own spirit. And a few days later, I felt an inspiration. And when the inspiration came, a certain passage of Scripture, I was a little surprised because it was a, such a common area of the Word of God, such a common passage, and yet in all the years that I've conducted and officiated marriages, I had never used this passage directly. And I felt the Lord speak to me and to say to this young couple, and tonight from the Word of God, it's for all of us. 1 Corinthians 13, 4-8, love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. That is, speak of its own accomplishments. Is not puffed up, haughty, or proud. Does not behave rudely. Does not seek its own way. Is not easily provoked. Thinks no evil. Does not rejoice in iniquity but rejoices in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things, love never fails. Let's read it again. Let's let it get into your spirit. Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself, is not puffed up, does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things, agape never fails. Fifteen particulars there, fifteen things, fifteen descriptions of love. And I would encourage you to memorize these few verses, these 15. Memorize them and get them written on your heart so that you know them by heart. So when your natural human disposition wants to run contrary to the love of God and how God wants you to operate and move, that the Word of God will speak in your heart and correct you and bring you back in line with the love of God and how you should live and how you should walk. This word for love in this passage is the word agape. It's a particular Greek word, agape, and it is used almost entirely in the New Testament to describe the love of God. 
Agape did have a secular usage in the Greek language of the day, but this word was taken by the New Testament writers and used almost exclusively to describe the love of God, the love which God is, the love that God wants to put into this world, the love that God wants to put into our hearts. God is love. God demonstrated his love, his agape to us. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. This love, this agape love, significantly is not a love that is found in human nature. It's not found in this natural world. It's not found in our human disposition. We can't reach down into our humanity or our personality and somehow draw out this love. This love is foreign to the human heart. It comes from God and God alone. God alone is its source. And that's why no one can love like a Christian can love. That's why once you get born again and receive Jesus Christ, you have a heart for people like you never had before. You have a heart for different things, for his kingdom. You want to see people saved. You look at people as you walk down the street and where once you kind of ignored them, now you look at them and the love of God is pouring out of your heart that somehow they would hear the word of the gospel and come to Jesus Christ. This love of God calls and works in us. This love is... Again, it's not a love that we have in ourselves. It's a love that comes from God. Romans chapter 5 and verse 5 says, Now hope does not disappoint because the love of God, this agape, this divine love, has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. This love is shed abroad. This love is poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to, unto us. We do not know this love apart from the Holy Spirit. We cannot have this love apart from the Holy Spirit. You have to be born again to have this love. You have to be born of God to have this love in your heart. How wonderful that the love of God can be poured out in our hearts, that we can operate in a dimension of love that is foreign to the human disposition and unknown to this world. But Christians walk in the love of God. There are four Greek words for love. The first is eros, and it refers to sexual love. This word eros is not found in the New Testament as such, but we understand it, and the tenor of it is there in the Scripture. This is the romance. This is the intimacy of wedded love. Within the bonds of holy matrimony, this love is rightly appreciated and legitimate. In the beginning, God made them male and female. And God said that a man should leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife, leave and cleave. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. That's the intimacy of wedded love. That's one of the Greek words for love. Number two. Number two, we have storge, which is family love. Family love. Family is so precious that the Bible has a specific word associated for the family. The love of father and mother, parents and children, brothers and sisters, the family that God has put you in and made you a part of. 
And God wants that family to operate and move in the love of God and be a reflection of his life and of his glory. 2 Timothy 3.1. Now there are some that are unloving. Storge is family love, but there are some today that are unloving. 2 Timothy 3.1-3. But know this, that in the last days perilous times will come, for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving. KJV says without natural affection. The word is astorge. It has the prefix a in front of storge, negating storge. Instead of the family love, here is a breach of family love. People that do not have family love. Unforgiving, slanders, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good. In the last days, perilous times will come. Some will not have family love. Some will not pour out their obedience and their respect within the family, and there will be broken relationships and difficulty. Storge is a beautiful word for the family love. Then we have number three, philia, which is friendship love, the love of brothers and sisters. Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love. Philia and Adelphos. Philia, the friendship. Adelphos means brother one born of the same womb. Philadelphia is the love of the brethren. We have been born of God. We've been born of the same womb. We are brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ, and therefore we have a friendship love among us as the people of the Lord. The Bible says in Hebrews 13:1, let brotherly love continue. Let the love of the brethren continue. Be friendly, be sociable, be personable. Extend your heart and extend your hand to one another in the body of Christ and be a blessing. And then number four, which we're dealing with tonight, is agape, this divine love, the love of God. Again, this love is not found in human nature. It's not in our natural disposition. Its source is God. It comes from God and from God alone. In Romans 5.5, 5, the love of God is poured out into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. The love of God, this divine love, this agape love is poured out into our hearts. Agape is kind. Agape does not behave rudely. Agape is not easily irritated or annoyed. This is the wonderful love of God that he's poured out in our hearts. This love comes from the Lord. Galatians 5, 22 to 23 says, but the fruit of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit, the only way you can get this fruit is by the Holy Spirit. As you cooperate and work with the Holy Spirit to bring forth the divine nature, the likeness of Christ. But the fruit of the Spirit is agape, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, Against such there is no law. There's no restriction to live a life like this. If there's sin and flesh life, there are a lot of restrictions. The Bible says, don't do it. It's forbidden. 
It's not ripe. But when it comes to the fruit of the Spirit, there is no limit. You can produce all of the fruit of the Spirit that you want by the Holy Spirit. So the fruit of the Spirit is love. This fruit of the Spirit is agape. It's something that the Holy Spirit produces in us. So we must stay close to the Holy Spirit. We must stay filled with the Spirit, filled with the Word of God, surrendering our lives to the Holy Spirit so this love continues to be poured out in our hearts by the Lord. A few verses earlier, the Apostle Paul said these words, and they are perhaps a little shocking. Galatians 5, 16. This I say then, walk in the Spirit. Conduct your life in the realm of the Holy Spirit, sensitive, filled with the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh, the desires of the flesh. For the flesh lusts or wars against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary the one to the other, so that you cannot do the things that you would. Now that's strong. The Apostle Paul says, your flesh and the Holy Spirit and your recreated spirit, there's a war going on. There's a tension. And if you don't walk in the Holy Spirit, and if you don't receive the filling of the Holy Spirit continually, what happens? You cannot move and operate in the love of God. He says you cannot. You cannot. These are contrary the one to the other so that you cannot do the things that you would. Isn't it true? Isn't it true? Some translation says so that you are prevented from doing what you want. Another says you are unable to fulfill your good intentions. My, we have good intentions. How many want to be more kind, more gracious, more forgiving, more loving? How many want to be less critical, less irritated, less annoyed by people and by life? But the Bible is very clear. It's impossible except by the love of God poured out in our Holy, by the Holy Spirit. In our human nature, we can never live that quality of life. We can never live in that refinement. We need the power of the Holy Spirit. We need to live in the divine nature. Walk in the Spirit, and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. The world does not know this love. It only has three levels or dimensions of love to draw on. The world only has eros, storge, and philia. And they have a certain strength in them. They have a certain commitment. They have a certain power in them. But what happens when eros wanes? When attraction wanes? Physical attraction wanes? What happens when Storge, Orphelia, family love, and friendship love break down. The people that do not know the Lord have nothing else to draw on, but we do. We draw on the love of God. We draw on the love of God. And because the world, because the world does not know this love of God, does not have this agape poured out in their hearts, that's why the world is a war zone. Wars and rumors of wars. 
mistrust, cursing, bitterness, hatred, broken relationships, harsh words, criticism, abandonment. Don't you sometimes think, why, why can't people get along? Why can't people get along? Well, here's the answer in James 4 and verse 1. Where do wars and fights, arguments and quarrels come from among you? Not only the world, but if we're living in the flesh, we'll end up there too at times. Where do wars and fights come from among you? Do they not come from your desires for pleasure? That is your selfish desires, your selfishness, your own way, that war in your members. There's only one way to overcome the war and the strife, the tension and the breach that takes place in relationships and in our hearts, and that is to be filled with the Holy Spirit and to operate in the divine nature. It's so important to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Repent, be baptized in water, and then be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Jesus wants to baptize every one of us in the Holy Spirit and fire. Because when we get baptized into the Holy Spirit and the fire of God, the love of God begins to pour forth in our hearts and we come forth in a different way of life and a different manner. We can live by the agape of God. Agape is loyalty. Agape is commitment. Agape has no betrayal in it. 1 John chapter 4, verse 7 to 8. Beloved, let us love one another. The Greek word agape is used in this entire verse. Beloved, let us have agape love. Love one another, for agape is of God. And everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God. Again, the Bible's clear. You can't get this love unless you're born again and are a follower of Jesus Christ. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. 1 Peter 1.22 Since you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit, in sincere love of the brethren, Philadelphia, Philia, brotherly love, since you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit, in sincere friendship love for the brothers and sisters in Christ, then he changes the word. He says, have, have agape in your heart. Love one another fervently with a pure heart. He uses philia and he uses agape. He said, have the friendship love, but go beyond that into that agape love of Christ. Ephesians 4.15 you know, sometimes you have to speak the truth in love. See, agape doesn't skirt the issues. It doesn't avoid confrontation where it's needed, where things need to be made right, things that are wrong. Ephesians 4.15 says, But speaking the truth in love, in agape, may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ. Sometimes conversations need to be had. 
Sometimes correction has to come. Sometimes adjustment has to come. Parents have to discipline their children. But the Bible says, speak the truth in agape. Speak the truth in love. And don't let your flesh life get away in the anger and the heat of the moment. The Bible says, speak the truth in love. And then we have Philippians 1.9. Worship ministry, please come. Philippians 1.9, the Apostle Paul says, And this I pray, that your agape may abound still more and more. The word abound means to exceed the measure, to overflow the cup, to spill over. The Apostle Paul says, and let this love of God that's shed, a, shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Spirit, let this love pour. Let this love exceed the measure. Spill over in this love of God. It's there. It's, it's resident in the Holy Spirit. It's there in the power of the Holy Spirit. And as we rely on the Holy Spirit and walk in the Spirit, crucify the flesh, say, Lord Jesus, live in me. Let your image and likeness be in me in every situation. Guard my tongue, guard my words, help me to walk with you and demonstrate your life. What happens? The love of God overflows in our heart. This I pray that your love may abound still more and more. Well, let's stand together tonight and read 1 Corinthians 13 once again. 1 Corinthians 13, love suffers long. Love suffers long and is kind. Agape suffers long. It's patient and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself, speak of its own accomplishments. It's not puffed up. It doesn't act in a superior way. It does not behave rudely does not seek its own way, is not, I like KJV, easily provoked. <laughs> Agape is not easily provoked. It's not irritable. It thinks no evil. It's not judgmental. It's not suspicious of other people. Does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. Bears all things believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Agape never fails. Let's leave the scripture on the screen for a moment. Let me comment on the last five. Love, this agape bears all things. It'll bear injustice. It will bear critical spirit against it. It'll, be, it'll bear some coldness, maybe some rejection. Storge and Philia won't. Eros won't. But this agape of God will bear all things. It'll hold. It's faithful. It bears all things. It believes all things. It believes every promise of God given to a life, to a marriage, to a family, to a church. It believes all things. It believes all things that are commissioned by the will of God. 
for that family, for that people. It believes all things. In the face of contradiction, in the face of trying circumstances, it believes the promises of God. That's the agape of God. It hopes all things. It's filled with expectation. To see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living, to see the goodness of the Lord in a life, in a family, in a church, it hopes all things. It, to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living and in heaven above. The Bible says it endures all things. It endures all things. Circumstances, trial, affliction, setback. This agape endures all things for better, for worse, for richer, for poorer, in sickness and in health. This is the love of God. This is the love of God shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Finally, it says this agape never fails. Hallelujah. This agape love of God never fails. Listen, if there is breach in relationships, if there is hardness of heart that creeps in, it is not that agape has failed. It is that we have failed of agape. And we've forsaken the love of God in our hearts. And we have not lived at the level of the Spirit and the life that God has for us. But tonight I'm encouraging all of us once again, let's continue in the love of God. Let's stay filled with the Holy Spirit. Let's work out this beautiful dimension of life and serve the Lord with all our hearts. Hallelujah. Let's bow our heads for a moment tonight. Father God, we're here, Lord, under your divine inspection by the Holy Spirit, by your word. Come and minister to us, Lord, in our hearts as we need them tonight, Lord. Some area, Lord, where we're not moving and operating in the love of God like we should. Tonight, Lord, we see how clear it is in the Word of God that this love is not in our human nature. We can't somehow pull it out of ourselves, draw it out of ourselves. We need to be more surrendered to you. The world needs Jesus, and we need more of Jesus. We need your Holy Spirit power. We need that baptism into the love of God so we can walk out our days in faithfulness and loyalty and fulfill the agape of God. Let agape abound in us, Lord. Surrender our hearts to you tonight, Lord. Come and work in us in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's close out in worship tonight. Just let the Lord minister to your heart and Wash your heart tonight. Any unforgiveness, irritability, prejudice, critical spirit, say, Lord, wash me, cleanse me, purify my heart. I want to live in the love of God.
demonstrate the love of God to a broken and a lonely and hurtful world. Love your spouse. Love your children. Go to the fourth level, the agape of God. Call on the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I need you. The Bible says, though the outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. We need daily fillings of the Holy Spirit. We need the power of God daily to work in us and wash in us. We can live out this beautiful love of God. Let's ask the Holy Spirit to pour out his love in our hearts tonight. In Jesus' mighty name.